Hi, I'm Christoph Graf. I'm here at the FSR Climate Annual Conference 2015 in Florence. I have here with me Peter Crampton from the University of Maryland and EUI and he just gave a fantastic talk about um, how to promote international climate agreements and I want to ask him as a first question what is his take on that? Well I, I think that it is an essential idea and it's the way that the international negotiations have to head. The two key elements are first a common commitment to do something and then to identify uh, a focal common commitment that everybody can agree to that's simple enough. And here, pricing carbon is clearly the focal commitment. So I will price carbon if you will. And this is absolutely essential. You're much more apt to get the United States to agree to a 20 or $30 price of carbon if they know that China is also agreeing to price carbon at $20, $30 and that Europe is, and so on. So are there some, so you mentioned the price as a focal um, instrument. And do you see any distributional concerns, or do you have ways how to cope with the distributional issues which might come up? Absolutely, that's a very good question. There are distributional issues. The problem would be much simpler if all countries were the same. The distributional issues are rising because the countries are quite different. The United States, and India are in completely different situations with respect to their economic development. And that's true, basically, huge difference between the rich countries and the poor countries. And for this pricing carbon to work and for all the countries to agree to a higher carbon price, we will need to have redistribution from rich countries to poor countries. Part of our idea is a green fund that does this based upon um, uh, excess per capita emissions. And so countries like the United States that have very high per capita emissions pay into the Green Fund. Countries like India and Brazil and Bangladesh would receive from the Green Fund. And that would motivate them to accept a higher carbon price. Thank you, Peter. Another interesting uh, term you coined during your presentation was, was the coalition of the willing. And a little bit more practical terms and also um, in view of the Paris conference in December, which countries do you see as part of this coalition right now? Good question. The I think that you know, part of the problem with the UN process is it tries to include all countries. There's certain countries in this debate that are not going to have any interest in participating in any effective uh, instrument. Uh, for example, Saudi Arabia. Uh, generally, the large exporting countries of fossil fuels are going to be opposed to anything that's effective. And so there's, they should not be participating in the debates about what the world should do, or at least what this coalition of the willing. And who is in the coalition of the willing? Well, it has to include countries like the United States, Europe, uh, India, China, Brazil. These countries have to be included, all the large countries that either are emitting enormous amounts of, of uh, carbon now or anticipate uh, will be emitting large amounts of carbon in the future, which would be the case, say, for India. So 
this is the group of the coalition of the willing that needs to come together. And it's the, the reality is there's not that many countries that really have to come together to encompass about 80% of the world's global emissions. And so we can uh, do a tremendous amount actually with a smaller group of countries and then add countries to the coalition of the willing as the mechanism becomes accepted. In the five, six countries you were mentioning, do you see the political will? So are they really willing? Uh, well, that is uh, the challenge. And uh, here, I think the political will is growing. And I think that what will help it grow is an effective instrument. That people don't like spending lots of money in ways that accomplish nothing. And that has been the, the story of much of our climate policy, unfortunately, around the world. What we need is uh, something that's effective, and then people will look at that and say, gosh, this is a really way, yes, we're contributing some money here, um, but it's for the good of the climate, it's for the good of future generations, and people generally want to do uh, good in their lives. And, and so I think that there, there's, this is increasing, and what we really need is a mechanism that uses the dollars that are put towards abatement effectively. That will, in, that will lead to an upward spiral of willingness. And so I, I certainly see a, a starting point where we start at, at fairly modest prices, especially in countries like the United States. Then, you know, maybe starting at $10 is a good spot, but then over time there'll be a price path that increases as people see that actually this doesn't cost much money at all, and in fact it's incredibly effective, so let's do more of it. And that will give us the, uh, the, the spiral of uh, willingness uh, that will uh, address climate change effectively. But would you then, you, you have now two components. You have an initial price and then a price path. Would you talk about both together or would you ch first just set a price and then in later uh, discussions talk about um, an adjustment of this price? So there's lots of ways to do it. Um, my guess is when the uh, the treaty, the international treaty, is negotiated, that uh, it will be recognized that there's dynamics uh, that are relevant here, that it will be necessary to start at lower prices, that uh, higher prices will be enabled later. And so it can either start with a plan for um, higher prices, so a price path that people find acceptable, um, and then there'll still be adjustments that are needed. So even if people agree to an ascending price path, there will still be a need to revisit uh, to see whether or not we are accomplishing the um, climate objective that we seek to accomplish. And if we are, then that's fantastic. If we're not, then we'll have to work a little bit harder and spend a little bit more on abatement. Uh, and this process is, uh, so there will be uh, certainly uh, review and further discussions as time goes by. Thank you very much for the interview, Peter. Thank you, my pleasure.